Welcome back. This is Soul Practice, Raw Conversations, Real Practices. I'm Phyllis Mathis. And I'm Kathy Escobar. And I've been saying it almost every episode that we have a guest on, but it's true that uh, we love to play with our friends. (laughs) And sometimes it just takes us a while to pull things off because everyone needs to know this. You know, we're not super organized in terms of this big strategy here. (laughs) (laughs) we're kind of in the moment and uh but from the very beginning we finally are like getting around to it but we said we need to talk to Lori Wilson and um Lori is a dear friend um who we're so thankful for mutual friends who introduce people to each other each other yeah I know what happened because Lori um moved to call back to Colorado and uh, knew some people that we knew and they said, Oh, you should talk to them. And then that's how you reached out. And we went on a hike or met for coffee or something. How long ago was that? Oh, wow. Uh, that would have been to follow 2015. Wow. And they were so right. I've been so grateful to them ever since. It's like we were meant to know each other and yep. we really were. And so Lori, the place that we really collided in our um, kindredness is just a desire to create spaces in little pockets, whatever that looks like between humans um, to connect, to just right. connect in the simplest way. And so Lori's work is in um, group facilitation in helping systems be healthy um, and helping draw out what's in ourselves and what's in a room together um, as a team. And um, Lori comes to the refuge most years in some way, shape, or form to just help us um, dig into the power of questions. And so it is so interesting to me, Lori, because it's like the simple things that you post are just these questions, and everybody engages because everyone wants to talk about things that are going on inside. And so that's what we're going to do today um, is just kind of hear more about what you, your story and what you keep learning about the power of questions that really connect and what we need more of in this world. So um, yeah, so share a little bit more about you (laughs) and how you kind of landed here. Cause I'm not even super clear on that. Like that get clearer that the power of questions would really help us. Wow. That's a great question to start us off, Kathy. And thank you both so much for having me. I was mostly just looking forward to a conversation with you two, let alone about a topic I love. So yeah, we need to have coffee soon. Yeah. In person. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, I, I uh, think that probably in part, like a subconscious motivator for this project is like, it's my personal manifesto and a defense of the way I live my life. Um, I've gotten in trouble for my questions off and on since I was a kid, because there are so many of them. And um, so I think as I, as I grew and started to do some of my own work, I got curious about where is that coming from? Why is that drive so strong? And I learned a lot of things about myself. um, But I also realized how key um, questions are for moving our world forward. Um, If we can't get curious and ask ourselves questions, then, you know, there's a lot that stays that keeps moving under the surface. If we can't ask each other questions, we don't get to know each other better. We can't build relationships. We can't work across difference, figure out how to relate when there's conflict. Um, Genuine questions are just so key to healthy 
functioning and relating in the world. And um, so, yeah, so as I, as I started thinking more and more about questions specifically, I decided, hey, let me give a shot at writing a book. So I drafted a book a couple of years ago and then along with some of the some others out there, I put that on the shelf when the pandemic hit because survival was the bigger <laughs> thing. <laughs> so uh, I I may come circle back and pick that up in the near future. But I, I'm thinking of this in terms of like a slow burn project. Uh, and so there's multiple things I'm trying. I'm experimenting with a friend on an app where um, let's say you're stepping into a family situation and it's a family reunion and you know it might be awkward because you haven't seen these people in forever. What are some questions that might be meaningful? And so you answer a couple of questions. You know, there will be 18 of us and we don't know each other very well, but we want to have a good time or something like, and then we'll suggest some questions for you that you can take with you into that situation. Uh, we're working on an iteration right now that's for teams, work or volunteer or community groups where, you know, you've got a group you're pulling together and you really need to find clarity about next steps. So you answer a handful of questions and then we'll give you three questions that are custom designed for that kind of situation. So that's one experiment. Kathy, you mentioned oh, cool. each week um, I try to post a question on Facebook for people to engage and Facebook is a problematic space in a lot of ways. Um, but I just treasure those weekly engagements. And some of the questions are really low key and fun and some are deeper and harder. And um, I find it's an amazing way for me to connect with other people, but for people to connect with themselves um, or in with them with each other. So people are like telling their own stories and then people are stepping in and have been really respectful and honoring each other and that space, which for which I've been grateful. Um, it kind of feels like having a little party in my living room. <laughs> and so watching like this last week, I just watched a friend from that I met when we moved here to Denver, interacting with someone I haven't seen since I was 18. And it was this really beautiful, gracious conversation. And they were learning from each other and it all stemmed from a single question. Um, so this is the piece, especially like this piece of connection that, that I'm really passionate about. And so just trying to find different ways to help get that practice out into the world. How can we ask more questions in ways that help us connect help in more healthy and deeper ways? Well, I love that because it feels, well, it feels kind of sneaky, a little bit sneaky in the best possible way. So like I, uh, I relate to it because uh, occasionally, you know, you and I walk for about four miles uh, as often as we can. And um, when we're, when we're walking, I have to, I have to re remember that I'm not the only one talking. I'm not the only one in this conversation. So you have this like special sauce uh, that I think really comes naturally to you to just, and it's probably just curiosity and, and yet the, the space that you open up with your questions, I think it's a little bit more than just the question. It's about, is some sort of way that you do the questions, I kind of think, but you know, it's not a fair question. What is it about you, Lori, that makes it makes your questions like extra, <laughs> extra facilitative? Um, because I, I will tell you and everybody else that's listening, it, when I'm on a walk with, with Lori, it's like pretty soon I'm like, 
blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, would you just shut up for a second, you know, and let the woman speak? How about you? How about you offer your own question, you know? But it's, I, people like that are very rare to me. Um, and there's some, something that my own system sort of picks up that it's safe to say whatever the fuck you want right now. And, um, there's no, I don't have to like, I don't have to, um, kind of guard what, how is this going to be received or, and so, so I think that goes along with it too. And I'm wondering if you have any, um, any defense for yourself, young lady. <laughs> well, now, now you understand why I said this is a kind of a manifesto, right? Defending yeah. my role. <laughs> but Phyllis, I am always so honored that you're willing to share your stories with me. And that, that is part of the beauty of this is, is when people are willing to answer questions and are willing to play along. Like that's just, it's remarkable when people are willing to share of themselves. So um, I, I, I always feel like the, um, I was going to say winner, but that's not probably the right word. Oh, well, no, I, I know what it you feels, mean. You know, it's not competitive, but I just do feel like it's such a gift. Um, so yeah, I've been, I've been thinking about that a little bit because I, I am persuaded that everyone can get better at asking questions. Like it's something that I do and I love, and obviously I was born doing it. Um, so so I, I got that it is something that I do pretty instinctively, but I, I'm sure that it's also something that can be learned. In fact, I just talked to someone recently who, um, when they, um, when they met their spouse, they realized that they were very, very different from their spouse's family and they weren't sure what they could contribute to that family system. And so they, what they figured out is what they could contribute was questions that would lead to meaningful conversations. And so they taught oh, wow. us how to do it. Um, and I heard that story and I was just thrilled because this has been my theory. We can learn this and here's someone who's done it. Um, it was amazing. So uh, a couple of pieces that I would think that are part of that are, um, and I'm kind of on a kick about this right now, but it's how do we cultivate curiosity? Because a genuine curiosity is part of what creates that space, that open space for um, good questions and then meaningful answers. Because if I'm if I bring an agenda, like if I'm trying to persuade you with my questions, you're not going to want to really answer them, right? Um, but if I'm genuinely curious, what makes you tick like that, or why might you be feeling that way, or what are you feeling? Um, that you know that kind of space frees us up to really show up more fully. Um, so I think cultivating a sense of curiosity, uh, isn't maybe something that is part of our culture. I remember when I was looking for schooling for our kids, when they were young, reading the research on how curiosity just, it grows and grows and grows until kindergarten. And then it just tanks. Mm. And I hate that our academic system and so much of culture just shuts us down. Um, because I think instinctively we're born with different kinds of curiosity. I read recently that um, the question tends to be, you know, how curious are you? Are you a very curious person? And the research is increasingly showing that the better way to ask that is how are you curious? Because we're all curious about something. Um, and so figuring out like, oh, what is it that I'm curious about? And then how can I leverage that in conversations with other people? Um, I think is, is another way in. So 
I don't know if that answers your questions, Phyllis, or it gives you some ideas on. on no, I just love, I love what you said that, you know, it comes natural to you. And I think that that's part of it. It's just, you're just so sincerely and naturally curious um, that it, it comes through as safety, mm. you know, to answer. And uh, whereas, you know, yeah. I mean, I ask questions too in my work, but they're a little bit invasive sometimes. Um, you know what I mean? It's it sort of like goes for a. It's not regular questions. It's not just open for anybody questions. They're kind of like, you know, very targeted, and and I do have an agenda usually. So, and well, okay, this is not about me, but uh, it, I'm going to make it about myself. Let me recenter myself in the conversation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that I thought of when you were talking and how I experienced you as so naturally, naturally and sincerely and openly curious that um, growing up for me, it was not, we don't ask questions. We just don't ask them. Like no one ever got punished for asking the wrong questions, but we all knew that we don't ask. We don't even think about the questions to ask because our family kind of was was like covered by this big no talk mystery tour. You know, we were just, we were just raised with a big family secret. So, um, and I remember having this conversation with my brother about things we never knew and we never asked to know. And his partner was like, what is the matter with you people? Why, why did you not ask these questions? And we we're like, I think we knew not to ask. We knew not to think to ask either. So I think that's part of part of um, some of my curiosity about how to connect, use questions to connect in a way outside of, you know, the therapy hour um, mm -hmm. is just a, a real sense of permission. You get to ask, you get to be curious, you know, and, uh, and really indulge your curiosity in the most gracious kinds of ways. Right. That's wow, Phyllis. I, yeah, as I've like, as I drafted my book, I thought about what are some of the barriers to asking questions? And I don't think I really thought about that one. Like, what is it like to grow up in a context where you can't, my parents were great at asking questions. Um, and so they fostered that, that kind of space where we engage, especially with other people. Um, how do we draw people out and invite them in via questions? So um, they modeled that for me real well. And it it's hard to imagine what it would have felt like to be in a space where that wasn't part of the dynamic. Um, yeah. So how do you, do you feel like that's a, a continual resistance that you're up against? Or do you feel like just, just if I have to facilitate is sort of like, how dare I ask people to show up in this way yeah, where yeah. they didn't, they're, they didn't, you know, ask me to ask that question. Right. So I'm just curious also about you, Kathy, you grew up in, you know, kind of a, your story is basically a uh, kind of alco alcoholic, your home, like a child of an alcoholic. And what was curiosity and uh, questions like for you growing up? Yeah. It's interesting because as you were talking, I was like, yeah, on the whole that just wasn't there because everyone was just trying to survive. And so that's a piece that I'm thinking as I'm listening is so strong is that like, this is a part of relational human health, basically. 
and I'm thinking about white supremacy culture Mm. that affects all of us and that there is this thing of certainty. There's a thing of individualism. Mm -hmm. There's a thing of, yeah, that either or. So the binariness, which doesn't work really with question because it's yes or no, you know, right, wrong. It doesn't, it it doesn't work with curiosity. And so those Mm. things are really embedded in our culture, whether we are white people or not, it's in the culture. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think in my family, it was just like, yeah, you will. I just, I didn't really challenge it. You know, questions can be challenging too. And my kids, like, they would go, why? Like, why? That, that that doesn't seem fair. Can you explain that? You know, like, I would never say or do something mm-hmm. like that ever in a million years. Yeah. And so I think about that, that my kids kind of had that, like, asking. Mm-hmm. And um, and so in exploring and saying, that doesn't make sense. I'd love to hear more. You know, those kinds of things just in general. And I'm not saying that we are perfect at it. Hopefully we got a little bit better over time because we came from evangelicalism in our mm-hmm. early years. And this is not a thing. I mean, I'm just going to say that out loud. It's just not because it's really built on statements and not yeah. questions. So you have to assert your belief or your view. I mean, I'm talking in the broadest sense. You have to assert it and make sure people know it. Right, right. And so that part is a little bit, is embedded in me. I mean, I'm getting better at questions and curiosity and flexi and more like wanting to know. And I'm really good at it in like kind of, individual conversations and those mm-hmm. kinds of things. But I have to say, wait, this is way back when in the refuge, I can't even remember how long ago, but I wrote those five principles of dignified dialogue. Yeah. And hold space for kind of like different theological views and all those. And that was a really good process. I really enjoyed it because it was a piece of like taking 12 step meetings, mm-hmm. principles and guidelines and 12 step recovery and putting it over here. And one is, ask questions instead of make statements yeah and it's like so simple but no one wants to do it including me and i would say when i would share them, i'd be like but i like making statements oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i think it's like back to family stuff you know mm-hmm. i think it's a piece of true curiosity and openness is actually really vulnerable no mm. It's so. so vulnerable for all of us to like have a posture of curiosity. And so mm-hmm. like part of my survival mode is getting clear on what I you can do and how I can do it. And like, I don't want to leave room for that because it's like part of survival mode. And so I think that this is a piece of health that what your work is doing is helping us um, become healthier and it takes practice. There's natural people like you that, can do it because it's in you but there's a whole bunch of other people are trying to survive so we're just thinking of the next statement we're going to make yes and and Kathy I feel like it's a continual journey for me too um that vulnerability you talk about um stepping into a situation where I know that I profoundly disagree with what's going on or with what the other person thinks um just as an example, our kids, we have two wonderful adult children. 
Um, we adore them, think they're some of the most interesting people in the world. And they have made choices that are diametrically opposed to choices we would have made in their shoes. Um, and coming up against how, how do we navigate that? What do we do with that? Um, and being given wise guidance and permission to be curious with them was, uh, has been absolutely transformative in our relationship with them. So when they bring things up, um, and they do because they know they can about choices they've made that we don't agree with, um, I can choose to step into the curiosity. And that means I'm going to have, be feeling all the feels. My belly's going to be churning and my heart's going to be beating. Might even sometimes flush. There may be some tears. And asking questions puts me in that vulnerable space. So you're exactly right. And yet the outcome of that is that my kids want to tell me things that are deeply important to them mm. that I wouldn't know if I weren't willing to, to step into that vulnerable space. So but it, every time I have to make that choice because it's hard. Sometimes I just don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> we know this feeling. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we do. <laughs> well, it makes me think too, you know, a piece of curiosity and it's becoming more embedded in um, the mindfulness practices and things that are out there in therapeutic ways of, connecting with our soul is, mm -hmm. um, is offering that to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that I, I find it in myself too. Like, I don't want to, I want to come up with the answer. I don't want to ask it. And like really being curious about why something bugs the shit out of me. Right. And like, what is that? Like, why does that just like get to me? And mm -hmm. like really asking myself, some of those questions and then leaving room to answer and it's hard I realize like there's a few conversations I told those age it's something that I've just been like why is that just ugly? so I've been thinking about and the answers are really hard <laughs> and I mean they're not pretty right. and and so but it's so helpful and so it's it's also it's connecting with each other and then it's also connecting more holistically to ourselves in like this constant exploration and growing and transformation and that we all know transformation is messy right right exactly exactly well and I would think too uh you know Phyllis like the questions that you're asking in your work create the kind of space that Kathy's talking about um because I'm I'm presuming based on the, the good therapists I've known, that you do ask, while you may have an agenda, you are also asking in a way that is non-judgmental and where a client can bring, they can ask their own questions and find that answer that might feel shameful to them, but when they bring it up in your space, they're not going to be judged. Um, and so Kathy, just to your point about asking asking ourselves these questions. I have sometimes like, let me pretend I'm a therapist so that when I find my answer, I don't fall apart. <laughs> oh, that's very interesting. Why do you think that might be? <laughs> it doesn't cost $150. <laughs> yeah, right. And I think that's part of it. And, you know, it's like, I have full on permission to ask as many questions, you know? And so, so for me, that frees me up 
but in other other situations, then that old kind of thing comes up like, or right, do you have to ask? Yeah. To, you know, to be curious about this person. And so, and, and then the in-between, like the really, the really things, the things I'm really curious about. And then the things that are like socially appropriate to be curious about, I sometimes don't know where the middle ground is. Um, So yeah, permission. I'm pretty sure I miss that line sometimes, Phyllis. So I get it. (laughs) Well, if you do it, if you do it so sweetly, you know, People will tell you, people just tell you things. So yeah. And then I'm like, oh yeah. But anyway. Um, oh, I, the, another thought I had off of what you said, Kathy, about uh, our, the way we were raised with this, all the, the information goes top down, you know, and that um, there are correct answers and a lot of shoulds. So if you, open yourself to the vulnerability of just being curious about another person or about yourself. Um, When I'm doing that for myself, I realize that I have this frame that I'm asking it through sometimes like you shouldn't be that way. Or why are you like that? Like, that's not okay to be that. You know what I mean? And it just is right there already as a background. And so to be, um, to be aware of that dynamic you have to be kind of free a bit. So um, that I think that's also what you do, Lori, is you just kind of show up w- without any inference that, that, oh, that shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like when you're talking with your kids too, you're, even though it's different from what you say, you're not asking questions in a way that belies an agenda or a, or a judgment or a should, or a shouldn't, you know. On, on good days. Yeah. Do they call you out? Oh yeah. When they, okay. Yeah. (laughs) No hesitation about that. (laughs) And they, but you know what, sometimes too, I feel like they'll, um, they, uh, they'll, they'll graciously accept the intent. They know my question is messy, that there is my own stuff tied up in it. And the, but that my, you know, my desire is to be curious and, um, and they'll run with that which is super gracious. I take that as a gift on their part. Like they, yeah. yeah. So. Well, and it makes me think too, the difference of um, curious questions and um, nosy questions and yeah. they're mm. two different things. And yeah. so, you know, for my kids listening, cause they listen to soul practice, <laughs> I know that I can ask nosy questions and or like, factual questions just to find the logistics of something Mm -hmm. that's not what we're talking about here this is different and so but it can be confusing and we all know we all know what it's like to be in a situation and you're like boom 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 you know there's like all these questions coming at you and you're like wait you know and like really I think that that's the beauty of your work in your um your embodied practice of this is that they're not probing questions yeah they're they're opening questions they're exploring mm-hmm. questions they're um uh healing questions they're uh like i'm trying to think of the right word soul stirring questions they're like about they're not about facts they're about something deeper and i think that that is also a little piece of this culture is because that's the defensiveness is we have to defend facts right. 
or information or preferences or things that, you know, we have to defend. And that's what puts us on our heels sometimes about questions, but like one good question, you know, and honestly one statement of just like, tell me more. I love to hear more about that. Like that can just open it all, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, it's not a rapid fire. That's what I just want to emphasize. Um, But just a posture of a question instead of a, a question mark, instead of a period. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Absolutely. Is, gosh. And it is hard in this world. It, it really, really is. And mm-hmm. I was thinking as you guys were both talking, you know, just thinking about the state of the world and, you know, just being curious, this is a sociology thing too. And yeah. I, I always just want to like do polls or something and like, really like hear from whole groups that I trust, you know, like what is going on? <laughs> I want you're like what what is it like what what do you love about that like what are you drawn to about that so that I can better understand like how it is related to what I value and care about so I think it's on all the levels individual connection and relationship and then on the societal scope of things so it's tricky yeah no that's a great connection to you Kathy reminds me of a um some dear friends we have who are um, politically very different from us, um, but we have a long standing friendship and we've chosen to maintain that through these differences. And we got together last year, shortly after some big political kerfuffle where we knew like coming into dinner together, we were both experiencing this, this moment in history very, very differently. And um we were dying to talk about it because that's kind of the nature of our relationship. We can ask each other these questions and, but it's not usually the like, boom, boom, boom. What do you think about this? What are, you know, what are your statements? So we sat down and um, he just looked at me and he said, you know, this has been a really big thing. Obviously it's all over the news. Everyone's uptight. How are you feeling? And for him to create that space for someone who he knew was on the opposite side of the aisle mm. was just this incredible gift. And that's the kind of questions that we want to be opening up space for each other. Wow. That yeah. is so that's beautiful. impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We need to hear more stories like that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And there are people out there doing this. It's beautiful. And every time it, just, it gives me the chills. So. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, well, we're kind of coming to the uh, wrapping our conversation a little bit. Is there any last thing where you're going to say something or or add something, Phyllis? No. Okay, I wasn't sure. Um, well, so a big piece, um, and this is one thing that I do want to say is that um, the the project that Lori is uh, working on, which I hope comes into the world, and it's coming in in little ways because you're putting stuff out there, but like to to come together is called Intrigued. I love this title, Intrigued. The art and practice of asking to connect, and um, oh my goodness, a posture of intrigue and curiosity the world needs more of. And that the website, um, Lori's website is called questionsthatconnect.com. And you can subscribe to something, can't you? Is there something you can subscribe to? What do you get if you subscribe? Every week um, you'll get 
well, most weeks, you'll get a question and then just a brief reflection on how that question was born or how you might want to drill a little deeper into it. So it's just basically an opportunity to practice questions. That's awesome. For some reason, I'm not on that. So I'm going to go sign up as soon as we're done. Um, because be great. I, I want to get one of those um, every week. It's one of those stupid Enneagram questions. The Enneagram thoughts of the day. Oh, man. <laughs> we all hate them. Oh, my gosh. They suck. They're so good. <laughs> they hurt so good. So hard, yes. <laughs> um, but as we wrap up, we always just ask, um, just like one last little thought for the soul that maybe to think about related to curiosity and maybe a practice. Um, and then Phyllis will share about the soul and I'll share something that comes to mind. Sure. Um, I think about the soul. Uh, since we, we have a shared history, we, um, we know the kind of a lot of the Christian stories, there's a story in the new Testament where this guy's out kind of mucking around in a field and he finds a pearl out in a field and he wasn't in the water. He was in a field and, uh, he tucks it back in where he found it and takes off. Doesn't say anything to anyone sells off or pawns off everything and comes back to the owner of the field and just very innocently says, can I buy your field? And, um, the owner, not knowing what he's doing, sells it at the value of the land. And uh, this clever guy who is mucking around in the dirt ends up not only with the land, but also with the pearl. And I think that our inner landscape is like that pearl. Uh, we have this incredible priceless treasure in us that is who we are. Um, and our soul is this treasure that's worth selling off everything for to get to know better. I think questions are one of the ways that we can kind of till that soil to find those treasures that are underground, um, both ourselves and in others. That's beautiful. So our souls are beautiful things and they're worth, worth the exploring, even when it is vulnerable and hard. And then just in terms of a practice, um, stepping into uh, a situation where you'll be with someone. Uh, whether it's dinner with the kids or stepping into a meeting, maybe um, I try to ask myself, basically, how am I curious stepping into this? What what are a question or two that I want to have prepared to kind of set the table for this space? And so that might be a practice you might, um, that your, your listeners might want to try mm. and see what happens, see what kinds of pearls they uncover. Yeah. That's it. great. Yeah. Well, it's hard to add to that. Um, I, I think the thing that strikes me about the soul is how, how alive um, we naturally feel when we feel safe and to, to, to step into and express. And that's kind of what our souls do is they, is they really offer to the world this really precious um gift and that is your true self your your whole soul and um yeah so i uh so any practice really that allows you to feel that way you're you're connecting with your soul i guess that would be my offering love it I, I think that in the simplest way, the thing that comes to mind is just um, 
considering that when we put a period at the end of something, which is fine, I mean, we're allowed to make statements in the world, but like, just notice, is it possible to change it to a question mark? Mm -hmm. And so like, and really like, is it possible to not have to feel like I have to make a statement and ask a question instead? And in just like notice, is it possible here? And, and so why, why I say if we put a period first, which is our first reflex, that maybe we could notice that. And, um, and then in the simplest of ways, and sometimes I like to say, sometimes I just say it out loud. I'm just trying to not put periods at the end of everything. I want to learn more. And so, you know, like, doesn't have to be um, artful, I guess. <laughs> Practice is not always artful. And so it can become more artful, but we just got to start somewhere and we do better. That's all I got is that you do better with questions instead of periods in relationship. So that's our practice. I like that. Love it. That's great. Okay. Well, we love you. We yeah. love you. Thanks, you. Lori. I just you feel so what a treat. Thanks so much for having me. It's so good to be with you. It's a great way to start my week. Yay. Yeah, me too. So questions at connect.com, go sign up. And um, yeah, it's like, just help us and just know that Lori is also available for teams, you know, and these questions like are what teams need to uncover things. So you can reach out to her that way. Yeah, well, thanks yeah. for listening to Soul Practice. Thank you.